The Evening Brothers are proud to present Twinkie Talk. Did you, you did you actually do no, it? No, I did such a good job All right. just then. <laughs> oh, God, we're so proud of you. Welcome to Twinkie Talk, everybody. This is the only uh, podcast on the internet where three white guys talk about film, turns out. Did you know that? It's the only I, one. I'm not surprised. I think it's a really unexplored niche. It's a niche market, space. absolutely. Mm. Uh, I am Brother John. I am Brother Lincoln. And I am Brother Preston. Great. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, Lincoln, we never a, know. There's a pause there. We never know what like, order we're going to go in. We just know Preston is last. Yeah, which right. which kind of means we know the well, order. It's, it's no? Whoever goes first, I I feel like it's the same as the movie order. <laughs> Jonathan, oh. me, do, you. I yeah. feel like I feel like that's that's always how it is. That makes sense. Whoever's yeah, choosing that, the next movie. Sense. Yeah, oh, that's smart. I don't know. Well, I made you guys watch the movie. I, I like that pause though, Lincoln. Oh yes, what? you did. Did you, am, um, mm. are you happy about that? Did I, <laughs> you're welcome? No. Question mark. <laughs> I, I you texted know? both of you that I was getting so sick of the movie and you were like, <laughs> where are you in the movie? And I was like, oh, about an hour 45. But I didn't actually check because then about 10, 15 minutes later, I paused it and that was an hour 45. <laughs> and it was like, really, really? Like I was, I was 15 minutes earlier in the movie than I thought. You got stuck in a loop. It was, it was terrible. You know, for the first quarter to maybe a third of the movie, I was like, oh, you know, this isn't terrible. Like this isn't, it's not great, but it's not, I don't know if it's, you know, this podcast bad. <laughs> and and then I got to the end and I said, oh yeah, this is a thousand percent this podcast bad. Yeah. <laughs> It, oh, they're just the tank towards the end is so strong. Ugh. It gets pretty rough. <laughs> it gets hard. I uh, I'm gonna put my so cards bad. on the table. Unlike Lincoln, uh, who didn't tell us this about Dune, I love this movie. I am fully aware <laughs> that it's terrible. I know this, so it's this is not me saying it's a good movie. I I have seen this so many times, <laughs> and I love it. And I'm really excited for uh, you guys to make me all very sad. I'm gonna be real sad about it. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. That, that's Well, thank you for, for picking a movie to punish us, even though, and I guess we get to punish you. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I think with, I will know. Sorry to interrupt you, Preston. Were you, no, were, were you nearing down the end? I couldn't. No, no, no it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you never interrupt me. It's Are you fine. almost done or what? <laughs> Sorry. Wait, go ahead. Never. I, I apologize. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, Preston. I forgot what I was talking about. So no, I insist. <laughs> no, no, no. This is great. <laughs> Hey, any well, second we spend not dishing on this movie is the second I get to be happy. <laughs> what what I want to say, John, is that this was the first movie out of all the ones we've been made to watch mm-hmm. that I felt punished, <laughs> that I felt like I am suffering. I am physically suffering because of this movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you texted us really at some point in there and you said uh, you found the vibe and I was very happy to hear this. Yeah, yeah, John, you have found the vibe. <laughs> Happened for me. All right, so uh, I guess we're we're jumping in. Um, pretty pretty quickly, we get a little bit of backstory uh, on Nimue, the Blood Queen. Uh, Nimue and the, the the Dark Ages for for fucking good reason. 
which oh when when they said that i was like oh no this movie was made after deadpool wasn't it oh yeah this is the deadpoolification <laughs> of hellboy <laughs> but what i love okay so here's here's the thing that i appreciate about this movie it is so chock a block full of things from the comic and things from like other lore and source material and all that so it's clear someone cared about hellboy and then <laughs> They take that and they make it fundamentally the opposite of what Hellboy is. <laughs> like, as far as you can get from what Hellboy in the comic is. And there's just something beautiful about, like, a clearly a divided team that one of them wanted to make a good Hellboy movie and the other was like, Hellboy's the one who does a punch-punch to monsters, no? <laughs> he does a punch-punch, <laughs> then he say a quippy thing, and then he does a punch-punch. Hell- Hellboy big hand say a fuck word, No. Yes, I think. <laughs> Hellboy see a shit word and then blood. Then much blood, many blood as, comes out. Just as much blood as we can possibly get. Much CGI blood. So very, much. very CGI blood. Uh, okay, so we learn uh, Nimoy's backstory. She was betrayed by King Arthur and the witches, uh, and they separated her body. Which ones? The witches. Her witches. Which ones? The witches. Which ones? The witches of Waverly who plays. <laughs> <laughs> place <laughs> uh, this is audio I can, I can really hear your German your German heritage speaking through while you when you say place <laughs> place uh, we learned that she was cut into many many pieces and separated into several boxes oh also I was gonna say before we started not in a I funny didn't. way though not at all um, no, it's it's taken 100% serious um, not in a silly way. Oh, okay. So yeah, no. Which is so funny because the um the narration is so silly and goofy. And then what you're seeing on the screen is just so bleak. Oh yeah. And intense. And and there's definitely some like I'm not going to say like outright confusion. <laughs> <laughs> I think some, you, like maybe some dissonance there. You might <laughs> venture to say confusion. I think confusion is not too strong a term for this film. I don't think confusion hits until a little bit later. Actually, that was fun. Like I said before, I've seen this many, many, many times. And even this time I was watching it through and we got about halfway through and I was like, I know, I know that he's going to talk to Baba Yaga and I know that there's going to be a flashback with this weird troll thing. Don't know how that fits in. I have no concept of where that goes. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to that. Um, so we jump to Tijuana, Mexico. And this is why yes. I had you guys do your homework. Because I wanted mm-hmm. you to experience, as to use Preston's beautiful word, the dissonance between <laughs> what the comics are and what this movie chooses to be. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, read, a, we read the Hellboy comic about his adventure in Tijuana. Uh-huh. Do you have any? And it was great. Any thoughts on this? <laughs> I I loved. It was very like kind of quiet. Yeah. It was very like it was very thoughtful. It very. I think it well conveyed the idea of someone who's knows his his destiny is to destroy evil, but is very also aware of like the consequences of that destiny. For sure. And so it really paints him as like a very a very relatable hero who is just all too aware of the kind of stuff that he has to do in order to keep the world safe. Yeah. Present? Yeah, I so this is this so I watched half of this movie um somewhere be- between weeks and well, it was uh, probably a couple months ago at least. 
Um, I don't know why I'd never finished it. Oh, I know. Um, why. <laughs> well, I, I've I mean, got some now. theories. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember like watching the the wrestling scene and like actually being like, okay, this is actually like kind of cool. Yeah. And then reading the comic and then getting to watch that. I was like, okay, that was, this is interesting. Like, I like this. Like, I like the, I like the dilemma this is setting up for Hellboy. Yeah. And, and then, then they just took that whole interesting concept and threw it out the <laughs> directly in the garbage. <laughs> the the like, funniest thing is <laughs> the end of the comic is where is after he is bonded with the three luchadors after they fought monsters together and one of them gets kidnapped and turned into a luchador. Also in the comic, he's taken to like a wrestling match filled with like skeletons and <laughs> yeah. like, ghosts and stuff. And this mm. one's just a regular it's place. just a straight up place where people do a wrestle. And there's been no mention of who this guy is or why they're wrestling. It's just like, oh, Hellboy's here and he's going to wrestle him. Yeah, no, they just go to Guy Fieri's wrestle house and they they just <laughs> they throw some meat around. That's what that's what this is about. I do. OK, so that's that. Like I said, that's why I had you read this is because I needed you to experience just that feeling of like you almost you almost got what you were going for. Like, you almost understood what this was about. And, like, the comic, I think, is, Lincoln, like you said, it's so good because it's quiet and because it's, like, ethereal. And Hellboy is wandering around this wasteland, and he's trying to figure out, like, where he fits in this world and all that. All of that is really, really good. And he feels remorse for bringing these people into this, like, horrible fight against evil and how bad that goes. And then the movie's just like, you know what was cool about that comic? A big vampire. The Hellboy fight a big, a big vampire. vampire. Fight. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I finished that scene, and then I was like, oh, great, the movie has eight more minutes left. <laughs> we're, gonna, <laughs> we're just going to kind of let Hellboy quietly regret all of the, the <laughs> events leading up to this, and then we're going to fade to black, and it's going to be this beautiful short tale. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be reflective, but no. No, this movie has like an hour and a half still. <laughs> the movie hasn't even started. And that is like... It hasn't even started. I feel like at its core, that's the problem with this movie is that it, it it's 18 movies. Like there's... Oh, yeah. There's so many movies in this movie. And before before we get any further, mm. can I, I just want to say off the back, I really thought David Harbour could act. Hey, he can. He just doesn't <laughs> apply that skill here. <laughs> like I really thought I, he could. I will agree with that. Um... <laughs> Especially seeing as this is now my second David Harbour movie this week. <laughs> yes. Um, which isn't that many, but it's weird that it happened twice. <laughs> um, and and I legitimately think he, 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 he did the same thing for both movies, basically. It's just one, he's sort of Santa-ish, and the other one, he's sort of devil-ish. <laughs> and it's not the one you think. <laughs> it's not the one you think. <laughs> Take a guess which is yeah. which. <laughs> I think it just really goes to show that even good actors cannot go with bad scripts. Like script mm, determines no. so much more about a movie than I think we are we tend to believe or tend to think. Yeah. I appreciate that he tried something. I feel like most actors would try to just act their way through a bad script. He just tried to scream through it, which I think was an interesting choice. <laughs> I, I kind of respect that he was just like, did you say yell this? And they're like, it's a quiet scene between you and your dad. And he's like, okay, yell it. Cool. Okay. Dad. If I, the dad. louder I am, the faster this goes, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which can we, can we talk about? I, I just, just a bad script. Ian McShane. Mm-hmm. 
would have been such a great character. It's just totally wasted. Oh, totally wasted for sure. With the script, absolutely, and story and everything. This whole movie like parades great actors in front of you, and it's just like watch them try to do, to to undo the damage that we have done. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's like this review of everyone that you love just like trying their absolute best and just they can't it's it's too bad <laughs> uh i guess that is where we do meet ian mcshane as professor and it this is another fun thing depends on who you ask in this movie because uh, it the, the character's name is pro- it's pronounced professor broom but it's spelled brutenholm and somewhere in the many, many, I assume, reshoots in this movie, they got those two mixed up and they start pronouncing it Brutenholm. And sometimes they pronounce it Broom, sometimes it's Brutenholm, which is fun for me because why would it ever be pronounced differently than how you'd pronounce it? Would it make you sad if I was so little invested in this movie that I never caught that? <laughs> uh, not only would it not make me sad, it would make me sad if you did catch it because I have like three fun facts and they're all mistakes and I don't know how long I can drag those out. <laughs> perfect, because I also did not pick up on that at all. <laughs> Good. Oh, I perfect. Never, I had no idea what his name was. I wasn't even sure if the main character's name was Hellboy. <laughs> I was like, red guy, black beard. Red um, man, the lady. Cool guy from... My favorite which is, part of which Lost. Which is kind of funny. I think um, the only time they actually say Hellboy is at the very end when Ian McShane does his very, just does the absolute worst dad speech ever. We'll get to says, that. goodbye, Hellboy. We will get yeah. to the to the floating head dad speech. This is, okay, this is the first movie I've brought to the table that I don't think is going to go so far off the rails. I feel like I have to hold us in and mm. talk chronologically, and that's, a new, that's new for me. I'm excited about that. <laughs> Uh, before we jump past Hellboy in Mexico, uh, the Kamasutz weird vampire man, uh, Esteban, he gives some sort of weird prophecy on the end coming, and then he says, Anung Unrama, which we later learn is Hellboy's name, when Hellboy tries to say, he said something about, He said something about, Om nom nom nom. Om nom the destroyer, I think it was. <laughs> Muncher of worlds. <laughs> that's that's what I heard for sure. <laughs> uh, then he does get uh, brought back to the BPRD, I believe, in Colorado. In Colorado. Yes. Okay. That's yeah. This one. State. <laughs> yeah. They state. really lean into the really large <laughs> title cards in this movie. Oh boy, do they? Yeah, and they went full civil war is, on this one. That is a. Yeah, they, I was about to say they that saw is civil a trend war. that I hate. Oh, it's so dumb. <laughs> This movie is like a distillation of every like action movie cynical trend that was happening in the 2000s, except they were doing them like five years late. Each. Right. Yeah. It's like if Sony tried to make a Spider-Man related movie, but didn't have Spider-Man. Of course, they wouldn't do that, but it would be like if, oh, if they not. did that. Yeah. It'd be a, like imagining if they tried to make, say, like a like a Madam Web movie. God, or I guess like if that. they if they chose to make that mm. call, it would probably be something like that. Yeah. It'd probably um, be like this terrible just construction of everything that's wrong with the movie industry. Morbius. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't, they would never make a Morbius movie. He was only in like two comic books, Preston. Anyway, um, this is one thing that I think works about the movie. I like the BPRD as a concept, and I think that they bring it like into this world pretty well. Uh, just this group of people that are like all trying to fight a bunch of weird, crazy monsters and shit. I think they do a pretty good job yeah. making that feel like a real thing. He, you walk past the slab of dead BPRD agents and they're like 
writing Esteban on there, which is a sad little moment. I like that. It was a little. It was a little use of of visuals to convey a feeling. <laughs> it was like it and was so, like they remembered they were making a movie and they could like tell a story yeah. with that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, they told a little story, and I was like, "Oh, hey, look, a story." Oh, hey, look, a little story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is where we we do meet Professor Broom, his adopted dad. Um, another flashback we'll get into later. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get it if you say Professor Broom. Can you either say Blackbeard? Or Professor <laughs> Broom. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Professor Bahamut. Professor Blackbeard. Br- profe- Professor Black Black Broom. <laughs> Professor Broombeard. Um, and Professor he... Broombeard. <laughs> my fa- my favorite I'm Harry Potter you character. Ancient civilizations <laughs> and magical items. Yeah, the two. He teaches both. It's a zero period. Um, <laughs> two different classes. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he files off his horns in a tender little moment, and he he uh, he gives what I think is the most uncomfortable line in the movie, where he says to Hellboy, "It's a beautiful face," but he says it with way too much sexual tension, far <laughs> far too much for an adoptive dad, if you ask me. Uh, yeah. Another. This is my fun fact number two of three about this movie: things that go wrong. If you watch that scene closely enough, uh, when he's filing the horns, you can see the prosthetics move up and down, which I think is pretty. Oh, I fun. did see that. <laughs> I did see that. I saw that. I just assumed it was like, you know, maybe they're just like touched right on the surface of the skin. <laughs> so it's just, like Hellboy. Hellboy's horns start over his skin. Well, and sure. Why wouldn't they? Like a like a like a me that you moved its eyebrows out a little too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that, like that. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Also, Hellboy goes. He says something like, "If my face could talk." He does say, he "If my say face something. could talk." And I was like, "Buddy, buddy, <laughs> your face is the only part of you that can talk." <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we just point out? We haven't really talked about this yes yet, but his costume is Oh very, yeah, I was I was so gonna rough. ask you, what do you guys think about his look in this movie? What do you think about the design? It's like Who Winston or Hellboy's? <laughs> Hellboy. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of okay. his little shirt? <laughs> like <laughs> No, what do you think what do you think of Hellboy? It's like too realistic and too cartoony at the same time. It's a lot to take in. <laughs> He's a very grubby boy. <laughs> I don't I don't have an opinion one way or the other. I don't think it's terrible, but I don't think it's particularly awesome. <laughs> I just looked up some stills from the original Hellboy movies mm-hmm. and I looked at Ron Perlman's uh like prosthetics and makeup and I was like this looks so much better. This is like better in almost every way. He looks like a comic book character, but he also looks like he actually fits in the world where he lives. He does. That's true. Like it looks like he's part of the universe. But I also don't feel this like one. that Hellboy would fit into this world. I, I dig the design of Hellboy. I know that that's a, a thing that most people, Lincoln, you're in a very a, a well-populated ship on that one. But I, uh, I like his design. I think it's gross and weird, and it fits this weird heavy metal 80s movie tone that they, I think, happened upon on accident. But... Because <laughs> yeah, it it's definitely out. not like in the cinematography. <laughs> no, they didn't. They could, you know, clearly you, you didn't could, try. You could a hundred percent tell me this movie was from the eighties, and I would believe you. Yeah, like if you took took the quality and just like downgraded it just a <laughs> little tiny bit, just played at seven twenty p. A great eighty movie, and somehow <laughs> it would make it better. <laughs> I think if I was watching like VHS lines, kind of like move up and down the screen all yeah. the time, I would I would be forgiving a lot more. That'd be pretty sick. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah, it's it's a clean little movie. Unfortunately, that was made in five years ago, four years ago. What year is it? 
currently four years four years ago you know what would really make it feel like an 80s movie if just completely half-hearted needle drops happened every 45 seconds god if only can you imagine how cool that would be <laughs> how great would that be you know that's the I other wouldn't thing get tired of it at all i there's so many songs in this movie yeah. that i like listen to and love and wasted every <laughs> single one. Oh yeah out of context the soundtrack damn one of them the soundtrack is great out of context but then <laughs> yeah but then you get to mexico and they start playing rock you like a hurricane in spanish and you're like son of a bitch okay and you're like yes famous famous mexican <laughs> tune just you know blew up in mexico rock you like a hurricane oh yeah they love it they love it down there <laughs> Uh, this is where we hear about the Osiris Club, where he makes joke one out of two about Osiris Club being a strip club in Jersey. Not a funny joke one, one time. Two? Definitely not a funny joke the second time. There's he he brings it up more than that. I'm pretty Does sure. Does he? I'm pretty sure it's just two. Because he brings it up with with. No, I think he makes two jokes in that that sequence, and then later on, uh, whatever room they're in with Churchill's desk. Um, with two more jokes about that that don't Does land. Does he make more jokes? Um, I'm pretty sure he talks a couple more times to um, X-Men Origins uh, secret agent dude about the Osiris Club being I, a strip club. I, or is that the second time? I fully don't know who X-Men Origins secret agent dude is because I haven't seen X-Men Origins uh, in like several years. Dude, I've never seen the movie um, X-Men Origins secret agent. Oh. Well, the, the cat dude... Um, oh, he's from... I called him my favorite part of Lost. That's what I was saying. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Daimyo, yeah. Um, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. Uh, Scarface. Yeah, Scarface. Another hilarious Scar- goof. <laughs> different, a different Scarface. <laughs> Let's look up what his actual name is. I, like, had it, and I forgot it. Well, he's... But has, anyways... He hasn't the, showed the, up in the movie yet, has he, Lincoln? Chronological. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just uh, that was my bad. I brought him case. up. That's true, but it's more fun to pile on Lincoln about these things. Um, David Harbor. Oh idiot. wait, never mind. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna let Lincoln Google for a minute. Um, this scene has the the most awkward exit of a scene. I think, I think in all of film, um, where he makes a joke about there being a giant problem, and Hellboy goes, "What's the problem?" And then Professor Broombeard goes. Giants, and then Hellboy eats a bite of pizza and goes, and then it cuts away. <laughs> That's the first time I wrote, "Hey, good joke," um, because the move this movie broadcasts its jokes so much. It's like there's almost <laughs> we're not that far away from there appearing like a neon sign that goes "joke" whenever there's a joke. <laughs> applause! <laughs> applause! <laughs> I think that actually would have improved this. That would have been pretty <laughs> I <think> sweet. <laughs> I somebody I think I think it was Lincoln. I think you you sent to the group chat that there's space after every single joke for a laugh track, <laughs> yeah. and somehow I don't I don't think it would make this movie any worse. It'd be an interesting viewing experience <laughs> if it just started with like Hellboy was filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> I would I would love a Hellboy variety show, a la like the Dick Van Dyke show, like like a like an old timey. You know, we're on one big set that rotates and there's like little scenes that play and Hellboy is in all of them. It's just like the lowest possible stakes. He's walking around town, helps a kid find an ice cream cone. Yes. (laughs) That'd be sick. I would love Hellboy. Hellboy Christmas special. Like that sounds amazing. (laughs) 
you'd really lean into the the like um where I thought they were going with anyways <laughs> there were no nouns in that sentence hey Preston, yeah, hey Preston you know that you have to finish the sentence, sentence for us to hear it right <laughs> you know you can't just start it and we'll go oh yeah I know what you're talking about yeah, never mind. I I forgot where I was going with that. We'll just cut that out. I don't think we will. Um, we we okay. Yeah, I'm, we won't. I'm trusting my notes on this because I genuinely don't remember if this is the next thing that happens. But the next thing that happens is we uh, we see the Gruagach, um, which is the big pig man, uh, and he is talking to who we learn. You're welcome, Preston. Who we learn is Baba Yaga. Eventually, uh, she tells him mm-hmm. about Nimue and where to find her weird box of bones or skin or whatever (laughs) she is. Uh, And and apparently that's a scene that happens. I forgot that that happened. That is one of, it is one of the like single, well, there's a lot of bad editing choices in this film, (laughs) but this is one of the like most just like no brainer. They're talking about giants and they're like, there's two giants out. They say something about like there's giants out and then they cut to magical creatures that for all we know are those giants. <laughs> That's a good point. And it, mm. it wasn't for me. It wasn't until I actually saw the other giants that I was like, oh, those weren't the giants that we were talking about. Because, you know, like in, in a movie, for instance. These aren't the giants you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> like like it, it makes sense in a movie if you're having a dialogue scene about an enemy you got to face and then you cut to a bunch of enemies. You maybe expect that those are the ones that you were just talking about. Mm. Those are probably the guys that you were literally mm-hmm. one business second just talking about. <laughs> yeah, one imperial business second. <laughs> and the giants are like kind of played and like built up a little bit and then they don't actually... Like it makes zero sense to keep the giants in there. Like they could have just had the secret society betray him. Oh yeah. And call it a day. I do. No, no, no. Cause if, if there wasn't giants, where are we going to get like oodles and oodles of CGI blood? (laughs) Hey, that was, that was a pretty sick scene. We'll get to that guys, boys. Hey boys, refocus. That's not here yet. Is it? I guess it's not. (laughs) Thank you. Fine. Dad. (laughs) Dad. Uh, no, Dad. Hellboy goes. I'm gonna to tell the Osiris Mom all about how you made us watch Hellboy. You know what? I dare you. I dare you to tell her. <laughs> uh, Hellboy talks wow, to Wow, you're not Osiris. a very nurturing father, John. I'm a terrible dad. I'm horrible. You've known this about me. I didn't choose to have you as kids. You just showed up one day as fully fledged adults. <laughs> well, not fully fledged. Well, half fledged. <laughs> At some point, I in my notes it just says this is a hip cool movie for hip cool kids. Oh, cool! Do you know? Do you remember where that was? <laughs> when about? It was right after I said love these needle drops and I love the most stereotypical shots of London imaginable. Mm, so that could have been and then, literally anywhere at any time in this movie. That's cool. And then yeah, at some point I said this is a hip cool movie for hip cool kids. <laughs> it's a hip cool movie for hip cool kids. <laughs> Uh, we are, then we cut to the Osiris Club with Hellboy. They explain what the wild hunt is, which is just going around for, for hunting giants. Uh, we meet Elizabeth Hatton, who is a psychic. Don't worry about it. Um, she. Don't worry about it. She does the second of four expositional flashbacks. She sure does. She sure does. And that's where we meet 
the ugliest fucking CGI baby I've ever seen in my goddamn life. <laughs> Wait, do they actually have a CGI baby Hellboy? Yeah. Did you not watch yeah. the movie again? No, I... <laughs> I definitely did. I just, for whatever reason, do well, not have a memory of a baby Hellboy from this. Hang on, I'm gonna movie titled Hellboy. I'm gonna send you a. I'm gonna send you a screenshot. Oh, um, oh it's bad. It's it's like a child <laughs> in the mid '90s wished a cartoon into existence <laughs> in the worst possible oh, way. No. <laughs> oh yeah, it's rough. It's bad. Um, oh boy, I'm looking at it again, and I sort of wish I wasn't. I'm gonna drop that. <laughs> in our chat here yeah oh boy good and send it yeah good send all right so you can feel free to take a look at that while you're looking oh you know <laughs> i okay never mind yeah i definitely you remember cgi hell, oh. hell baby oh yeah oh. Uh, wow. you know looking at it now again i think <laughs> I, I i think i did see it i just my my brain is blocking it out <laughs> not think about it it's how you respond to trauma just it, it's the the easiest way is to just <laughs> yeah, kind of exactly. forget that it happened in the first place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on the subject of his yes. backstory, uh, we meet. I think the coolest character in this movie, and that's Lobster Johnson. The lobster. Yes. <laughs> oh, I. Yeah, I had a thought watching that. I said, "Hey, this would be a much better movie than the one I am currently watching." My uh, dude. Yeah. How incredible and would I have it be? So many questions. I Legendary would, Nazi like, hunter, the lobster. Yeah. Like every every successive <laughs> word in that phrase makes it more fun and yeah. cooler than the one before it. Absolutely. And we see him for four seconds. He gets four seconds of screen time and they're the best seconds of the movie. He's so good. <laughs> I know. I, I said earlier the coolest fight sequence. I take it back. The one with the lobster guy is the coolest fight scene in this movie. 100%. You, you're throwing this out. I have... I think I can make a pretty good case for one particular fight sequence being the coolest one in the movie that we haven't talked about yet. But. I'm interested to hear which one you think that is. Um, it's the, the one that makes you the most frustrated. There's, <laughs> the there's quite a few of those. Um, <laughs> most of them make me frustrated. This was the point when I thought, um, I do have a note that says gross baby Hellboy. <laughs> so I, I did catch the same thing. And I also thought uh, Constantine was quite a bit better than this movie. Yeah, I let you guys, I, I, I eased you into this. I need you to know that. <laughs> I, I let you this down easy. This is your master plan, I, Constantine and then Hellboy? Because I genuinely think if I dropped you right into Hellboy, I think there would have been a possibility of you guys being like, I don't want to do this podcast anymore. Like legitimately, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do it. Well, <laughs> it, was, it was tough. It, I almost... I almost turned this movie off and was like, I'll just look on Wikipedia to figure out how it ends. Like, that, it's, that means I nailed it. I'm so proud of this. Um, I, don't, I don't think this was as bad as either Killer Clowns or <laughs> Cue the Winged Bullshit. Don't you dare talk about Killer Ironically, Clowns that way. Also, two of your movies. Yeah, I have a special John. niche interest of film. <laughs> I, what, okay, what I like about this flashback is that it's so clear that Someone who watched this movie, some studio head watched this movie and went, nobody's going to know who Hellboy is. Like, how did Hellboy become this? And they were like, well, mm. okay. All right. I guess we'll do that. But like, <laughs> I don't, that's not part of this movie. Like, that's not what we're here for. And they were like, it is now. Congratulations. <laughs> it is now. Here is a theme. Work this into the that movie one other Somebody- time, please. <laughs> Somebody watched the original Hellboy and said, hey, that was a pretty cool scene. 
let's just copy and paste and call it a day. But at least the original <laughs> Hellboy had the common decency to show that at the beginning and then go, okay, now let's catch up with this character later and not be like, hey, you know this guy? You know Hellboy? You know this guy Hellboy? You're about to learn about this guy Hellboy. And we were all like, oh, cool. I was on board with what you were doing, but okay, that's fine. <laughs> Okay, fine. And it is it is interesting because they have that whole thing and then they have the second exposition dump about Hellboy's origin with you know, he's the son of King Arthur and Oh yeah. So you know what that born in hell and all that kind of hey, stuff. Like they could have hey, just left it Preston, as that. Preston, you know what that called it a day. You know what that kinda of sounds like? That kinda sounds that kinda of sounds like later in the movie talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I know, I, I know that I've set too a precedent. Many expositional flashbacks. I keep mixing them up in my head. I know that I've set a precedent with the films that I have brought to this table, but I am, I am dead set on going I, through this movie. No, no, no. That's I'm, I'm so sorry. You're right. I, I should be uh, looking at, at my notes a little Please bit. Please look at your sure that... once again empty pages of notes. <laughs> Well, the problem here is Preston is going through the flashbacks chronologically in terms of when they took place in history, yeah, not when they took place uh, in the movie. He, he cannot stand, ironically, the movie Pulp Fiction uh, because he's just he just keeps trying to watch it in order and it keeps not happening. It doesn't oh, yeah. make any goddamn my, sense. Where'd they get the briefcase? <laughs> Why? Where'd he get have, the briefcase? I have my own cut that everything is ordered <laughs> in the right order. You also just complete, you watch the movie Memento in reverse, which I think is a bold claim, but hey, whatever, man. <laughs> Uh, we, uh, Grugak gets a box from the monks. It doesn't matter. He eats a tongue. It, none of that is anything. Um, oh, I do. I do. I have a small oh, thing to I point totally out there. forgot about that. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Like, did you have a note on this? Oh, well, I just love, you can feel this movie trying to save money during this scene because the, the pig monster guy attacks the, the monastery mm-hmm. and then it just shifts to a shot of the wall and there's all these <laughs> shadows and it's like, oh yeah, way to make this sequence cheaper, guys. Just like show show the shadows. Just throw yep. some hands yep. at a wall. Yeah, tell tell us that it's tell us that it's for the art and it's to make we're hiding the monster. Yeah. That we already showed. It's too uh, scary. It's yeah. too scary, Lincoln. But but <laughs> god damn it, we saved <laughs> we saved hundred fifty thousand dollars not having to do <laughs> this sequence. That's uh, true. I do like uh, a, a positive from the Gruagok scene. Um, I appreciate that he is partially uh, practical effects. Like there is a section of his body that is practical effects, and then a section of his body, mostly the head, that's CGI. I think they blend those two pretty well. I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah, it really doesn't look bad. He's a decent looking monster, and I appreciate that. We cut back to the Wild Hunt as it is beginning. Um, this is after a hilarious little joke about how Hellboy doesn't like horns. He, he's it's a very, very good joke. He apologizes to a horse for some reason. A thing. The horse's name is Long Shadow. <laughs> what? Um, just wanted to point that out. <laughs> wow. Because there's a really, there's a horse in Lord of the Rings called Shadowfax. Uh-huh. And I was like, did you just like really want to name him Shadowfax, but you couldn't get the license? They knew like, that they were, somebody would get on him about that. <laughs> I can see that. This isn't this isn't Shadow Facts. This is Long Shadow. This is Dark Email. I didn't I didn't pick up on the horse's name, but I suddenly want either uh, Hellboy in the Wild West or Hellboy in the Apocalypse on his horse called Long Shadow, and I want a shot of him wearing a cowboy hat where he's looking down, mm-hmm. and then he brings his. I anyways, I just think that would be. Make a much better movie than this. Another, Continue. and he has his six shooter. Another right, started, exactly. and, and then he's got his revolver. Man, I really want a 
a Wild West hell. That now. would be sick. That would actually be that really cool. Be, that would be awesome. Wait, like, hold on. <laughs> this is so awesome. Because then, because then, with with, because I was thinking earlier too. Because I, I forgot with the comic where it's like the the zombie and like skeleton like wrestling match. Yeah. Like you have Hellboy who walks into a bar full of zombies, zombies and, skeletons, and skeletons, and it falls dead silent. And it falls dead silent, and he clears his trench coat from his revolver, and then we get a really cool scene. That'd be so and rad. It and totally and gels with the like really... wandering desperado. Like he's on a mission, but he's just passing through. Oh yeah, right. And, and the movie would be just like one story, and it'd be way he cheaper be on to his make. Way. Yeah, and you could get <laughs> my more entertaining. You could fit my favorite line from the comics, which is "Back off, man! I've been drinking with skeletons." <laughs> Easily the best part of the comic book. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Let's make this movie, guys. Let's make a Hellboy movie. This that then, sounds awesome. And if you and then if you really wanted it to be present day, you could have him pass out at the bar and then Professor Broom like comes in, like wakes him up. You could actually make it so it's like, you know, a dad scene that's not um well, terrible. <laughs> you you, you certainly could start movie. there if you want to. Imagine a concept. <laughs> Imagine this movie, but if it wasn't terrible. Uh, Hellboy is betrayed by the Osiris Club. He gets stabbed yep. m- multiple times. Uh, and then he passes out in a river. Giant eats a bunch of them. And then he Hellboy fights giants, which I think this scene's pretty sick. Honestly, I, I like this uh, this action sequence. I think it's pretty solid. This This action sequence is the most... PG-13 energy I've ever seen in an R-rated movie. <laughs> and the rest of the movie's pretty r Yeah, it, it leans into it, for sure. Yeah, which is kind of, like, I don't want to say, like, the best part, but something that they do a decent job of is, like, really leaning into the R-rating. Yeah. Well, I think they, they lean into the R-rating the way that a 14-year-old child would lead into an R-rating. <laughs> 14-year-old like, who's seen The Evil Dead. And he's like, all right. Yeah, like, <laughs> what does PG-13 have not enough of? Blood and fucks. Yeah. So, like, let's just put a, a whole bunch of those in there. Yes, because and then he, will hasn't, be he hasn't figured out about boobs yet, <laughs> as has this movie not figured out that boobs exist. <laughs> do you think there was a cut of this that was PG-13, and then they were like, we could do it. We could make it R. I honestly think a PG-13 version of this movie would be better. But it makes more sense as a PG thirteen. They could get away with more if it was a PG. Like the jokes would land better if it was PG thirteen. That's true. The only thing that you would be missing, and I, I know that I'm breaking my own rule here, but we'll, and we'll get to it, is the uh, the monster apocalypse that happens later. I still think you could do something like that. Yeah, but but they it, would be forced to like show the menace of the monsters without just showing them wreck a bunch of people. But it wouldn't be so much fun to watch. <laughs> I guess is, not. Is the problem. Uh, Hellboy fights giants. Any thoughts on Hellboy versus giants? I, I think it's an okay. I, I think the sick guitar in the back is pretty overdone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't re- like. There's no indication of like what his powers and abilities are because he was just really, really stabbed, and he just gets keeps getting punched. And I was like, oh, okay, so he's immortal and invincible. Okay, got it. And then he passes out because he's not. Because he's not. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they made that scene as the original intro, like the first fight of the movie. Mm. And then they decided, hey, let's add. It was either intended to be the first, like the opening introductory scene to Hellboy. 
And then they decided, no, we're going to do Hellboy in Mexico instead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also just at it just it doesn't. It just seems like an opening introduction. It it def- fight more than an actual part of the story that matters and is interesting because because there's no stakes cool. at all and it doesn't feel like it's right. trying to add up to anything yeah it to- you're right yeah. it totally does yeah. feel like okay let's get this movie started let's let's show them something fun to keep them engaged exactly yeah it's, um hey, i will say intro to hellboy not <laughs> i will say big sword cool big sword very cool big sword oh, big sword, was big cool. sword extra cool big sword very was this cool. movie released in in 3d because this whole <laughs> sequence really feels 3D to me. It does, but it feels like early 3D where they were like, you can make something 3D. Yeah. 3D! <laughs> like, let's throw a baseball at the camera. Okay, let's throw a sword at the camera. <laughs> okay, now let's throw Hellboy at the camera. Now we're throwing everything. We're going to throw a giant. We're going to throw, who cares? Water, doesn't matter. Water, do water, water. Go ahead. <laughs> I have a fun fact. My third fun fact um, is in this scene. Another mess. And you're going to wait... Already, okay. Another mistake. Yeah, I'm going to blow it. Um, uh, so Hellboy has this thing. I don't know if you guys noticed it, um, but it's it's called the right hand of doom. And what that is is a, a big-ass stone hand on, on the right hand, on the right side. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you picked up on that. It was a subtlety of the film that I don't know if they mm-hmm. – I don't know if you caught that, but it was a fun well, little – Well, I, I did think it was – I knew it was the right hand of doom, but I did think it was made out of paper mache. Well, that's, based a, on, like, that's an understandable like rubber would it. also be an acceptable guess. Um, <laughs> but Spray-painted styrofoam. Also very possible. Um, my fun <laughs> fact for this, though, is that at some point in the edit, they must have – reversed one of the shots because it for a couple of seconds becomes the left hand of doom (laughs) which is probably really my favorite thing about this movie because it's a thing you don't notice when you're watching it and then you cannot unsee it at any point (laughs) i think i think it's very fun like it's i understand why you would do that if somebody had like a slight scar on one side of their face and they had to like i don't know the shot had to work but it's like a pretty it's a pretty, it's like a pretty big pretty, part of who he pretty is. Pretty big thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's my one gripe about the uh, about the costume is the right that the hand of doom is just so massive on this one that it feels like <laughs> a thing that he has to hold on to, and like he's not holding on to the hand part; he's holding on to like the base of it, and then there's a arm and a hand <laughs> at the end of that. Far too yeah, long. Yeah, I definitely felt that. It's ridiculous. Boys, we are at joke three now joke number three because there's a van heading towards him and he says is that my uber <laughs> like like a cool hip kid just like us he's just like us teens <laughs> he's just like us okay continue no i like that that's fun uh, do you ever <laughs> do you ever think about how punchable most like ryan reynolds characters would be in real life mm-hmm. i think about that a yeah. lot and i feel that way about this hellboy like he's <laughs> he's fun when you're not like when you're when you're not paying attention and you're just sort of watching the movie passively and then you start taking notes on it and you're like god this guy shouts so much and then you're he makes stupid jokes and you're like i don't think i would be friends with this fella no i don't think i'd be friends with this guy i think i I think i would be like i would tell someone else about a joke he made and go like can you believe that he made that joke yeah doesn't that sound like the worst (laughs) kind of guy oh also he's like maybe the son of a devil but like other than that, that's, it's really more the joke thing that I don't like. It's really about more him. the out of taste humor, you know. <laughs> he's like forty five, but he he's trying to act like he's nineteen all the time. <laughs> I don't really get it. He gets picked up. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he wakes up. He passes out, and he wakes up in uh, Alice Monahan's apartment, 
Uh, she hears mm-hmm. the dead again. Don't fucking worry about it because it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing that this movie continues to remind us. People sometimes turn into tigers. Why? Who cares? Doesn't matter. Stop it. Stop. Stop asking. We'll show you, but then stop asking. <laughs> uh, he talks to her for a little bit. They say some stuff that doesn't mean anything. Um, she's oh, where joke four happens here. What's with joke four? I love that you're counting these. <laughs> he says, uh, he says uh, a Spanish word, and then she says, "Will you Google Translate that for me?" Oh, um, that's good. As, as a cool kid might say. As a cool kid might say, or if you if you will, English, please. If people are talking too much sciency bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's joke four. <laughs> I'm gonna keep telling you this. That's funny. That and that's that guys guys. <laughs> That's comedy. That's jokes that's right some there. Good, that's some good family humor. I, you know, it's not too blue. It's not, the kids can it's, relate. It's safe. It's good. Even grandmas know about. God, sorry, Google I will translate. I said that Maybe. I couldn't even finish my thought because I just thought about the idea of saying, "Hey, hey, my southern grandma, do you want to watch Hellboy 2019?" <laughs> There's some really hip, fresh jokes. There's some sick humor in this one. You're gonna dig it. <laughs> You will dig it. You will you will absolutely dig this fresh movie. You were going to dig the heck out of it. Uh, the BPRD invades just because they do. Um, it's, Professor Broom is back. He's he's in action mm-hmm. for some reason. This is where we meet uh, uh, a, a Daimyo, who is the guy who will eventually yes. turn into a Daniel tiger. Daniel Dakin. Yeah, okay. Is that, yeah, you're right. That is who that is. Uh, and he's a guy. <laughs> He's a guy. Um, I'm so sorry. We missed joke five. Oh, did we? <laughs> Are you yeah, sure? He, he says, oh, he darn. mentions uh, getting stabbed in the back and it's like a pun because he got literally stabbed in the back. But, you know, it was also a metaphor. I have a question. And so you see humor. Humor is all about like layering um, kind of the real and, and the imaginary. Like like good jokes kind of elevate elevate uh, physical situations or actually they elevate rhetorical situations into the world of the physical. So this was a very, a very good joke. Wow. That is funny. Did you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you, I'm so glad Lincoln that you explained why these jokes are all funny. I, um, I'm going to do every one. I love that you are so committed to this because you, I can tell that you want, you do not want people to think for one second, one single second that maybe they should watch this movie. You want to be so clear that there is nothing they are missing out on. Uh, did, did any jokes work for you by the way, Lincoln? Cause there's one that worked for me real oh, good. There was one and we, we didn't, we didn't skip it. We skipped it because it wasn't like totally broadcast as a joke. Okay. Which one was it? But it, it, it was when they're talking about the prophecy and that the world's going to end. And he says, I'd rather have some more relatable small stakes. I like that too. Yeah. I could like, use a prophecy. That was pretty funny. That kind of got me. More relatable stakes. That's a good one. Cause I was like movie, you know, you can just cause you say that though, doesn't mean that you're, you get away with not doing that. Like, no, they, they you can't just be like, aha, uh-huh, we wrote this movie wrong. <laughs> they, uh-huh. they lampshaded it, so it's fine. You can't, but that's, you, you can lampshade silly, strange things, but you can't lampshade just like poor writing decisions. I think you can by just looking at the camera <laughs> and saying, sure that's bad writing. Don't you think? Don't you think that's bad writing? <laughs> it's me, Hellboy. I mean, Deadpool. I mean, Hellboy. <laughs> Dead boy. Dead, dead pool boy. <laughs> Hell pool. <laughs> Preston, did any jokes work for you? Um, 
No. Cool. Uh, we're going to take a brief intermission, <laughs> boys. We're taking a brief intermission to um, uh, my 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 new favorite segment, the the one, the only one in the show that I uh, bring, and also the only one that exists, called Find Your Funny. Um, so we're just going to love you know, Find Your Funny. I, I wasn't sure if I could, if, if like, it would be appropriate for me to, to start this segment. Hey, do you have one? It is. Do you and have bring something? It up because I think it's absolutely time for us to find our Okay, footage. yeah, any you anytime. I don't have anything to contribute. I just think it's time. <laughs> okay, you know, hey, actually, you know what? That's important. Let's set the ground rules. You guys can always call Find Your Funny. You can always call Find yeah, Your Funny. Yeah, okay, perfect. And if you have a really Excellent. If you have a really good Find Your Funny, just tell me. Just tell me cuz I usually <laughs> I I'm I'm kind of winging it. I have a one that, for this one, but I'm kind of winging it. Um Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So, John. here's what I want you guys to do. I have a fun little game. Um, you, uh, we're going to go back and forth, Preston, Lincoln, Preston, Lincoln, or the other way around. Um, you each get two rounds. Okay. You each get two opportunities, um, <laughs> to tell me something that you would like to see because they are rebooting Hellboy. Uh, so something that you would like to see in the Hellboy reboot, pulling from this, pulling from the, from like anything, just pull, just something Wait, that you would appreciate. The third time? Yeah. Um, it's already shot. There, <laughs> there's nothing you can do what? to stop it. Um, something that you would like to see in a Hellboy reboot, you tell me what that is, and then I will respond uh, as the Hellboy fan base on Reddit. So let's go. Um, I I would like to see a team with actual dynamics. Fuck you, get Ron Perlman back. Preston? Um... I, th- we've already talked about this, and I'm going for the low-hanging fruit here, so you can tell me to fuck off. But my whole um, Hellboy in the Wild West bit. That's a stupid idea. Fuck you. Get Ron Perlman back. Lincoln? <laughs> uh, I would like Ron Perlman to come back. <laughs> fuck you. David Harbour was better. Preston? Lincoln, well played. <laughs> All right, this has been Find Your Funny. <laughs> it's a short one this time. That's all I had. We're back. <laughs> um, Nimue the Blood Queen yeah. is a way cooler name than this movie deserves. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> and she's also, um, like, the character herself also just does not live up to that name not even slightly she is nothing in this movie (laughs) she's like she's like nimue the the small itch behind your ear that you get right before you fall asleep (laughs) i know i feel like they make this big deal about like the plague and how she's giving out the plague and i think there's two shots of her giving out the plague yeah and and then she just sort of sends a whole bunch of monsters to do her bidding yeah we get a we get a news (laughs) report but plague wise we only see her take out like one guy, two guys, maybe three, mm-hmm. maybe three. It's not a lot of guys. And isn't it? I don't think even at the like the very end, when she's supposedly back and at full strength, there's just sort of the the ground demons. Yeah, yeah. She does almost nothing. <laughs> it's funny you should mention her because we do get introduced to her in the next segment of the film, which is them going back to the Osiris Club, um, mm-hmm. and they they go in and they find that turns out oh wait guys we skipped joke number six did we skip joke man well <laughs> let's go back to joke number six let's take a quick detour and jump, jump um, right on right back before to joke right before six. they get to the osiris club he uh, a hellboy is handed a box with a gun 
And uh, and then he says, some dads get their kids Legos. Uh-huh, yeah. Can you imagine a, a joke more, more like written for a trailer than that joke? Because I can't. <laughs> I don't think I can. And also, Lego is the plural of Lego. Is so it? So he should have just said Are Lego. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. It's not Legos? Yeah, Lego... Lego refers to the system. Lego bricks are the noun form. Well, then, so Lego is like, it's like the the whole system is Lego. Well, they made a huge mistake then because why did they call it the Legos movie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They should never Maybe have done that. it was a localization that. issue. That was dumb of them. <laughs> uh, we see Lady Hatton, the lady we met one time. Um, mm-hmm. she's, she's dead, dead now. Her head's been twisted like eight times. Which is a lot of times. Is that is that psychic lady? Yeah, that's psychic lady. Okay, thank you. Exposition machine number two. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. <laughs> um, which this is where we're sort of introduced to probably the gross, the grossest, like the worst effect. And I do not say that lightly because Hell Baby exists. Mm. Um, the, the grossest, the recycled venom. Yeah. The yeah, the even somehow like worse and grosser than the Venom villain character. Like it's, I don't. I, look, did you guys ever watch the GI Joe movie? Yeah, the animated one from oh, the nineties. No, no. Oh well, in the end of the movie, they fight like the Snake King, and the top half of his body is a person, and the rest of it is like a ten foot long snake. Sick. And that's all I could imagine every time they do this, like, dead flashback is is the good old Snake King. Did you ever watch the Scorpion King and or Spy Kids? Because that's sort of the energy that this <laughs> brings to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't, I fully don't remember what she has, says. It doesn't matter. I don't think. Who cares? Something. She never really, like, I think she's, I blinking on not psychic lady, talks to the dead lady. Alice? Um. Yeah, Alice. Does she do anything in this movie besides act as a mouthpiece for other characters to give us more exposition? Good question. Later on, she's going to punch the souls out of some people inexplicably. Again, don't worry about it. (laughs) Just a thing. I do not remember that at all. (laughs) Boy, this is going to be fun. I'm excited because the closer we get to the end of this movie, the less I remember. And I've seen it a lot of times. So it's going to be really fun to watch you guys have no concept of what I'm talking about. That's that's really ideal. You know, it's it's funny how many times I, I feel like I've said this, but I watched this movie, you know, I think I finished it about 20 minutes before we started recording. Yes. And I still have very little recollection so, for what actually happened. It should be fresh on your mind, but it is profoundly stale. It is not. There is a uh, there's a scene where Hellboy makes like force ghost contact with the queen. The Blood Queen. Yeah. Okay. That's this scene. That's this one. Mm. Uh huh. And I'm trying to I'm trying to reverse engineer that because all my notes say is Last Jedi looking ass. <laughs> and I was like <laughs> I was like Why did I write that? <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's this scene. That's because of this. Great. 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 And then we have here is our third historical flashback with narration. Yes. Yeah. So actually, uh, yeah. So we we have Hellboy versus Gurugok for like two seconds, the first round. Hellboy meets Nimue, and then I assume you're talking about Alice's backstory with the Gruagok? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're right. We do flashback. Um, I don't 
I don't remember how we get to that flashback at all. I don't either. Cool. I just remember that we got there. It was really sudden. Uh, it we really hits you out of nowhere. This is where you get another Hellboy short story adapted into a film format where Hellboy <laughs> is just, I guess we assume has been contracted by these parents to come in and look at their baby because it's been acting weird. They don't explain a lot of that. Um, Hellboy comes in and he's got some facial hair. So, you know, it was like earlier, I guess. I don't know. I'm not sure what... <laughs> I don't know what they wanted us to get from that, but he looks worse. He's in his grunge face. He's in his <laughs> grunge era. Five o'clock shadow. It's ever. you can you can see so terrible exactly where the makeup artists put every single hair. Like you you can watch <laughs> them go and do it. I don't actually it. think there's any hair. I think they just sort of rub some soot on there and called it. That's a day. I guess that's possible. <laughs> there is zero like texture or depth <laughs> or. <laughs> anything which is pretty sick i mean you know if you can save a little money like like uh like the the scene earlier save a couple bucks save a couple bucks it's just as good it's no looks, one can tell the difference it looks just as good we're only watching this in 720p guaranteed so that's good uh yeah any any thoughts on that backstory other than just like hellboy touches a baby weird <laughs> With a horseshoe. I mean, that's not the best way to, to summarize <laughs> yeah. the movie, that part. Uh, but I'm not going to correct you. <laughs> I mean, it is what happens. This is where we get Pigman's aggression against Hellboy because he touched him with iron, and for some reason that makes him unable to turn into a human again. Yeah, it's it's oh, kind of crazy. Right. Did, okay, here's my here's my thing with this. We didn't need we didn't need this at all. No, we didn't. Not we, even honestly. You know, it almost makes him like more. Like it makes me let like knowing more about the character makes me less interested in him. Is that Hellboy or the Gruagok? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, yes, but Fair. mostly, mostly Gruagog. Yeah, I get uh, that. Whatever Warpig's name is, Warpig. Um, just Warpig. Oh, hey, Preston, stop it, stop it! You can't do this to us. Yeah, hey, come on. <laughs> stop talking about better movies with similar tone. Don't remind, don't remind us of a way better movie. <laughs> yeah, like they should have just kept him as hey cool pig henchman yeah and called it a day yeah he didn't need this and like okay this no, this to me care. feels so much like and I, I i will go on a limb and say if you didn't have him scream all the time and brought this out into a six episode limited series this could actually be really good if you like if you reformatted it into a way that's like, okay, and then this episode, we're going to take some time, have a slow, like slow moving story about Hellboy getting to know this family, learning about this, like what's going on with this baby. And then he fights a little weird fairy thing at the end. That's an interesting episode. The Baba Yaga stuff would be an interesting episode. And then you like build up to Nimue, the blood queen, all of that. Like I could see that working, but as it is, this movie it has too much. It's too much going on and stuff that you yeah, like. It's just you don't need. It's very much like you guys know Hellboy, right? Look at we read the whole entry of Hellboy in the in the encyclopedia. We read it in Wikipedia <laughs> and we're going to put everything we saw in there. Yeah, which is so funny to me because this is adapting the last story in Hellboy's run. This is like <laughs> this is his end game. They're like we're we're and for some reason they were like, we're going to reboot Hellboy and start with that. <laughs> Where do you go from there? <laughs> That's like, we have a great idea for a Lord of the Rings reboot. Um, it's going to start with Frodo and Sam and they're climbing up the volcano and they're about to throw the ring in. And uh, before they get there, they they have some wacky hijinks and they 
they learn something about a little about e- each other and a lot about themselves. And uh, and then they throw the ring in, and then now they've begun. And we're and, hoping and it's we going to be a trilogy. A universe. <laughs> Let's see, where do we go from here? A uh, quick shot, quick uh, scene of Nimue being sewn together. This is uh, one of few scenes that reminds me that the director of this made a really good horror movie at one point, and then don't know what happened, but this also is the here. Witches the witches are freaky. The sewing is That's really That's a really good scene with Nimue. Yeah. And my other... You know what? Okay, Lincoln, there is a good joke that works for me in this movie. Um, it's not a joke. It's a it's just a gag of when she's sitting on the couch and her arm is disconnected holding the remote. Oh, that's very good. Yes. That, I think that was a good visual pretty gag. good. That's some good stuff. Uh, we go to... Uh, we the, talk oh. about... People talk about, like, math or something. Oh, Daniel Dick Kim, oh. Daimyo is like it's just math hellboy's evil because math oh yeah oh yeah when he's it, this is in uh, and then that never gets revisited yeah this is yeah, in, he's like, like i'm a that, i'm gonna kill hellboy that would because have made math. that character so much more interesting i mean he almost shoots he him. had his whole internal arc he almost of shoots well him. the math says this but i think this how do we feel about <laughs> the uh one asian character in this whole movie having the only speech about math <laughs> in the whole movie <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's better than some of the other movies we've watched. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. That's not a great look. They go to the BPRD in England. Uh, Daimyo goes and does his little special bullet quest, which does get sort of followed up on. It's just sort of off screen mm-hmm. mostly, and then you see the end of it, which... Have but, a you could have a Daimyo spinoff episode. That's where you should put his like <laughs> his backstory and all that. That'd be great. Which okay, if you guys if you guys were to guess, um, no, I'm not even gonna make it. A, I'm not gonna gamify this. Daimyo to me feels like a character from an entirely different story that they were like, we should put him in there because he turns into a big tiger man and that's pretty cool. And I think that the reason that he feels that way is because that's 100 percent what happened and it's true. That's what it is. He is. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> he is from the BPRD stories. He has absolutely nothing to do with Hellboy aside from just being in the same world. It's And it's I almost feel... confusing because Warthog Dude's a changeling, which never he never changes again. Um, On account of the like iron. That sort of. Oh, oh, that's right. Sorry. I, I forgot that crucial <laughs> piece of information that was never shared. Um, <laughs> it was almost confusing. To me, like, oh, he's a he's a changeling too. Like, so there's good ones and there's bad ones. It was just it just sort of, it's like they use it as a gag in that or in that fight, and then they use him again at the very end for the gag of Hulk being angry <laughs> to make it come out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this I almost I feel like strangely free that I have no conception of the Hellboy lore. <laughs> Because John, you having having an idea of it must have just seen this whole movie as just a series of like, hey, remember this? Hey, remember that's, this? Hey, remember this? That's all this movie is. That's all it is. Do they just sit everybody down in a room and said, hey, here's here's what they did. They took their stack of Hellboy comics and they passed out. So everybody had like three or four issues. Uh-huh. And they said, all right, we're going to brainstorm. Everybody read your issues of Hellboy. None of them are a consecutive story and just... <laughs> 
randomly pick your favorites. We're going to make a big list and that's how we're going to do this movie. That makes sense. Everyone write three pages of script based on one comic. (laughs) And then we're going to just put them all in a big pile, kind of, you know, collate them, make them all lined up and just staple that shit. That's the movie. We're setting that. Anything that looks cool, cut out your favorite parts in every comic book. We're going to put them up on a big board and then everybody gets a dart. (laughs) You're going to throw the dart at the board and whatever you hit, that's what we're including in this movie. That's, I feel like that has to be But remember, you only get 150 tries. (laughs) (laughs) Every, each person only gets 150. There's, there's 10 of us and everybody gets 10 darts. I hope that's enough ideas. I don't know. I don't know if that'll work. Also, no ideas are bad ideas. Also, no ideas are left on the table. We are only, we're doing all of your ideas. Someone's like, uh, I think we could like have a woman who's like in a whole bunch of pieces. Yes. Oh, and, and also King Arthur. Yes. Yeah. I love and that. Also look, Jaguar boy. Yes. <laughs> Also, and the the test audience we're going to show this to is just going to be a bunch of the elderly. We're going to ask them, hey, is this something that your teenage <laughs> grandson and or granddaughter would want to watch and entertain them? It's going to be no, it's going to be the elderly and it's going to be a room full of 14 year old boy, 12 year old boys who've never seen an R-rated <laughs> oh, movie yeah, in their life. Know. And then they're the, we're going to ask the 12 year old boys, was that cool, dudes? And they're going to be like, yeah, it was cool. And then we're going to ask the old people. <laughs> that was pretty cool. We're going to ask them like. Do you guys do you guys know what Google Translate is? Are you familiar with Uber? Cool. Good. Great. We're yes, good. Yes, we now. are. <laughs> we covered all our possible audience. <laughs> That's the only audience we could possibly have is the elderly and children. Both of both of whom are known for frequenting <laughs> action CGI superheroes. Yeah, man, movies. they love them comic book movies, the elderly. They love them. Just ask Martin Scorsese. And then they said Hey, let's double check and make sure our jokes are funny by going to a bookstore and buying every single different variety of 99 jokes to tell and then confirming that the joke in the script is also in one of those books. Yeah, and then sitting yeah, but, someone but down. But they didn't make any changes. They were 100% success rate. <laughs> yeah, and we <laughs> Every had a, single joke was in there. They had to sit somebody down and they had to read them the jokes that they included in the script at gunpoint and they said, is this funny? Is this funny? <laughs> is this funny? <laughs> anyway so this is where hellboy visits uh the baba yaga a scene that i knew was in this movie and again had no concept of where or when or how or why um and i uh, maybe because it doesn't don't. fucking matter i still don't know still don't know why still don't know i know where because i have the notes um but yeah no it doesn't I think matter that's the scene the first time i watched this movie where i think i hit pause <laughs> and then went and did Something else. <laughs> and you're like, you know what? I could, I could be living my life. I could be out in the world. I could see the sun. <laughs> I don't mind this scene. I think it's a fun little scene. And Bobby Yaga is an interesting, weird character. It's just we're, we're too late in the movie for me to be like, oh, cool. We're doing something fun. And now it's just like, oh, really? You could have been doing fun stuff the whole time? Like all of it uh, yeah. could have been fun and good. It would have been a good exposition dump like three exposition dumps ago. Yeah. Especially if they really leaned into, hey, this person just grabbed you, and now, like, this is... Like, if she had started him on the quest... That would have been interesting. Yeah, of, start like, with her. figuring out what's going on instead mm-hmm. of just, hey, creepy witch is going to try to get his eyeball. Yeah, instead of a whole scene <laughs> for one single piece of information that could have probably been <laughs> right. solved with Google Maps... <laughs> well they already used their google joke that's true john uh, speaking of jokes oh. this is there is a joke in this scene that is the only joke that make me laugh heartily is like it, it that take a shit ton of bones that's a shit ton of bones <laughs> that's, 
the best joke. That is easily the best joke in this movie when Baba Yaga says that they're going to build a, a like statue miles high or whatever she says of the bones of your enemies and Hellboy goes that's a shit that's a shit ton of bones. Do you think do you think he was scripted to say that or he was just kind of musing? Nope. Just that is exclusively <laughs> that is the only time David Harbour ever shows his face in this movie. <laughs> well they said, "Hey, we don't have a script yet, but we do have like the frame. We have the bones of the script. We have the framework here, and we'd love for you to look at it." He goes, "That is a <laughs> shit ton of bones. Says, That's a shit ton of bones." And they're like, "Write that down, Dave. Write it down." <laughs> That's hilarious. I do, Preston. I love this metaphor because I love this idea of the writers were like, "If we assemble enough bones, if we assemble, if we outline the story enough times, it's going to just happen, right? Like, it'll just be a script. It'll become script." <laughs> You water that, leave it's, it in the sun. Yeah. It becomes script. <laughs> and then the they day. Said, hey, we're really going to lean into the, the necromancy part. <laughs> the, the necromancy lore here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they thought that that would work. And then they, they day of shooting, they checked their little little sunroom. And they were like, uh, this is just bones still. It's still just bones. It's it's like when, when they, they would take random bones and then figure out some way to put them together regardless of oh, if they yeah, fit yeah, together yeah. like that anatomically yeah mm-hmm. we got like so they're, they're like early paleontologists <laughs> yeah exactly yeah they're like did you know t-rexes had 18 arms did you know that that's crazy dude <laughs> that's crazy something something eyes quick daimyo backstory on the way to pendle hill uh there's a zombie fight in the forest that preston forgot um, Daimyo was just in the Predator. He was in the movie The Predator. Yeah, he was in the movie The Predator, right? but with a but with a okay. a tiger man, a tiger monster okay. man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, zombie fight in the forest. You know, I, I do vaguely remember the zombified forest now. There you go. It comes because out of nowhere. I remember watching it, going, "This is how you're gonna make <laughs> stakes for this movie." <laughs> yeah, zombie forest to get up a hill, and then it's that scene, and then they're up the hill, and we're fine, and it's good. Uh, right. Nimue raises a monster army. She poisons Alice, which, okay, this is, this is where in the movie, I thought that this was the end of it. And I thought that we were in the third act. Like I thought that we were done with it. And then the movie, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and then Nimue, and this is how I think you write a good villain is when you are so tired of the movie happening that Nimue can look in the screen and go, fuck you. And then she can just back into a portal and you're like, no, that's a villain. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> she's, she's evil. You're right. I totally forgot that somehow they go from the tree which would have been a really cool spot for a final showdown you'd think wouldn't you to the church yeah you know given given how much effort it took for him to get the location and how much time it took for them to get to the top of the hill (laughs) yeah you think that maybe the showdown would happen at at the place that the whole movie's been building up to until now you'd think that it would she gets there through a portal how does hellboy get there he gets a, a helicopter that's where we learn about daimyo oh are you talking about the church he gets he gets to the church by way of Scotland, I guess somehow, um, because he yeah, he like, just walks to Scotland and then walks back. <laughs> they uh, yeah, mm. pretty much they they take a thing out of Alice like a poison needle. Another thing that could have been a part of this movie, like that could have been a movie. That journey could have been a movie, not a movie. Don't worry about it. Mm. Uh, oh, that's right. He Hellboy learns. Oh, that's true. They go to they go to. That's right. They go to ancient night dude. Yes. From, okay. They're sorry. I, I they go I to Merlin. I was gonna say they go to actual not motherfucking Merlin. <laughs> it's Merlin. It's God's honest Merlin. <laughs> they just God's honest Merlin. They see him. The ugliest rendition of Merlin I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, guaranteed. Uh, he gets a it tells Hellboy about that he was 
I guess from a devil and also the daughter of the daughter of the son of Merlin or whatever, uh, or not Merlin, but King Arthur, uh, Hellboy touches the sword. The in son the of stone. the daughter of the daughter of King Arthur. Yeah. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Hellgirl. Um, <laughs> Hellgirl touches the stone, <laughs> the sword in the stone, sees probably a cool part of this movie to me. I like this bit. Yeah, this part's fun. He sees like he could be the bringer of the apocalypse and he's but he chooses not to and and merlin is like that sucks that sucks dude and so then he dies <laughs> and then hellboy yep. hellboy walks away uh now they go to the church uh while monster apocalypse oh. is happening yep which monster apocalypse starts here but it ends later on when hellboy uh, again somehow gets the sword in the stone which is like yeah wait was there two swords? No, it was one sword. So here's what happened. So Merlin said, <laughs> Merlin was phasing it into his reality he was, then, he, and that's why it was all shaky. He was phasing it into current, and then he he said, oh, no, it's gone back to King Arthur's tomb, a place that no one knows where it is. And then Hellboy falls through the floor of a church, and it's like, well, I'll be fucked. That's King Arthur's tomb right here, <laughs> right here where I and fell. And the sword's still, okay. I did not understand why there were two swords. That's understandable. So thank you for clearing that up. Happy to help. Uh, okay, now we're in the final battle. Final final business. Hellboy gets moral decision. Does Finally. he does he become a big bad man or does he not? Kind of both. Uh, mm-hmm. A bunch of monsters tear literally everyone's face off, but don't worry about that because there's enough people left, I guess, later that we don't even care. We will repopulate. It doesn't matter. And it's not even, like, all those shots are in there. There's zero stakes. There's zero interest. It's just, hey, big CGI monsters have now appeared. Yeah. And then just as quickly, hey, big CGI monsters have now disappeared. <laughs> yeah, 100%. John, is big CGI monsters have appeared just like your your mantra? That's just- <laughs> as good as I have that on a shirt. Big CGI monsters have appeared. <laughs> I thought about when uh, when he takes the, the, st- the sword from the stone and then he grows his fire crown, which is kind of cool, Pretty I'd sick. say. And his, his horns grow out all the way and he looks awesome. Yeah. I was like, how metal would it be for this movie to just end right here? That would be sick. <laughs> like, it's just like, like, fuck you. We're just, we're done. He gets you're, it. You're going to have to come watch the sequel. He becomes the Batman Hellboy 2019. Come back for Hellboy 2. Back to the streets. You know, whatever. Hellboy <laughs> 2, the trench. Um, he... <laughs> to hell, to boy. To, to hell, to boy. <laughs> uh we get we get hellboy versus gruagok round two um this i wrote (laughs) this is the only note that i'm proud of for this because most of it's just story um i wrote that gruagok's on that scrappy doo shit from from scooby-doo one (laughs) uh because he looks disgusting big cgi monster man uh i don't know any thoughts on the last of this hellboy decides not to he gives Um, the best joke in the movie for sure which is uh stop while you're ahead it's a terrible joke. Oh yeah, I wrote that. He cuts off the the bad girl's head and throws her head into hell. And yeah, so he wins. Oh, when the monsters disappear again, there's this really fun little just it's like probably 5 seconds of a shot of the city and the smoke like returns and there's this little CGI manhole cover that does a little spin oh, yeah, that and is falls good. right oh, back into that's place. Right. That's a good and time. And like there was that. a there was an overworked CGI artist who took like 6 hours and just like nailed the <laughs> the timing and physics of that little manhole cover and I was just watching that I was like I see you. Like thank you for for your little attention to detail there. It looks it looks nice. <laughs> that makes me kind of sad cuz he probably gave him several like versions and they're like this seems a little heavy. That seems a little light. 
Can you make it more funny? <laughs> Sorry, can you make it less funny? But then he did it. He he like he, he made the perfect 10. CGI bouncing, falling back in. It was great. He nailed it. Oh yeah, so this is the time to talk about what I think is the best action scene in the whole movie. Okay. Which is after the team has been formed, the team that should have been forming this whole time, but there was no indication of the team forming. Yeah. And they are at a base, and then it's this wonderful one shot of very much like Guardians of the Galaxy 3, where you're jumping between every person individually attacking mm. a horde of bad guys. And then they're like, sometimes they work together, sometimes they're individual, sometimes they like throw someone and the other one catches them. Yeah. And it's timed well to the music and it's engaging and it's fun. And then the movie's over. And, then and that's it's the like, end of the oh. movie. <laughs> okay. I think it's seen- like, oh, you could have. Because of that good scene in Guardians 3, does that not feel a little bit like Guardians 3, but if you got it on, like, Wish? Like, if you if you got the great value version of Guardians 3, and it was just like... Yeah, yeah, it's a great value. Yeah. Not, of course it's not as good. It's it's not. It is probably... It's up there, though, on, in terms of scenes in the movie. It's, it's just very much like, oh, hey, we could have been doing this the whole time. This could have been... We could have, and we chose not to. The whole movie, and we gave you the different movie. Uh, yeah, well, we also, that ends with a, a teaser of things to never come ever, uh, which is <laughs> Abe Sapien. And there's a post-credits. Did you guys watch the post-credits? Uh, I watched the one with the lobster. Yeah. And my note just said, he remember. He, re- he sure <laughs> do remember. <laughs> what? I, I, I don't know why I thought where I said, hey, maybe there's a, a post-credit scene. And then I said, no, I don't need to watch anymore. <laughs> love that commitment. I love that. What was the second one? No, it was just one. It was just that one. Oh, there's just one. Yeah. Okay, good. It's just okay. the, the, Wait, there's a lobster in it. There, there's a mid the mid credit scene. Nazi dude? <laughs> yeah, with the with Lobster Johnson, uh, and he's a ghost, and he comes up and he's like, "Hey, you got to get back in the fight, Hellboy," because apparently Hellboy's sad again, a thing we did not know. Um, but because oh, his dad died, Hellboy sat again because his yucky, gross CGI snake dad died, and he uh, <laughs> <laughs> he he, uh, he tells him you got to get back in the fight, and then Hellboy's like, "You're right," and then he. He gets excited because he's a fan of Lobster Johnson. It's a cute little scene. It's nothing, but it's cute. It's fine. He remember. He, re- he sure do remember. Uh, and that, <laughs> boys, that fellas is Hellboy 2019, a movie that I still adore so deeply, and I, I have no reasoning for it. I love it so much. This movie is a cinematic equivalent to putting a bunch of flour and salt and water in a bowl and then not mixing the bowl and setting it out in the noonday sun <laughs> and coming back an hour later and being like, why is this not bread yet? <laughs> this movie is the cinematic equivalent of a dog walking over to you. And as soon as you start to pet the dog, the dog walks away. <laughs> uh, this movie is the cinematic equivalent of a 12 year old who's really fucking stoked about it. Explaining all of the infinity saga to you as quickly as possible. <laughs> This is the cinematic equivalent to when you get a hangnail and you start peeling it and you realize it's going to pull a lot of skin and there's going to be a lot of blood, but you're too far (laughs) gone now. So you just got to keep peeling. And then you end up with like literally half your fingernail is just exposed to the, to the air now. This is the cinematic equivalent to inhaling through your nose so hard that you get a headache. (laughs) Uh, This is the cinematic equivalent of drinking so much caffeine that you like, you feel like you're going to die and then trying to eat food to counteract the caffeine, but then you get sleepy, so you take a little caffeine. (laughs) 
This is also, also <laughs> the cinematic equivalent of looking at a cactus, thinking, hey, that's a pretty cactus, touching the cactus and going, that's a real cactus. And then you're like, well, I got a life experience out of it. <laughs> this is the cinematic equivalent of when you have to, you have something stressful to wake up for. And so you wake up at like five in the morning and then you're like, ah, oh, it's too early. And you go back to sleep and then you wake up at 510. <laughs> you go back to sleep and then you wake up at 520. And you just keep waking up over and over again like, oh, it's still not time. <laughs> that might be the one. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. All right. Uh, <laughs> yep, I think we've, I think we've, uh, yep. Yeah, we've exhausted our resources. Thank you, everybody, for thing. listening to Twinkie Talk. Um, we, next week, we are, next time we publish an episode, we are doing, uh, it's going to be our special Christmas extravaganza. Uh, so get out your... Your stockings, put them on. No one ever wears their stockings. Haven't you ever noticed that? Yeah, because that's insane. That's nuts. <laughs> that's crazy. There's or- like, there's like oranges and candies be- in there and whatnot. It used to be like you actually put your your socks over the fire to dry them, and then Santa would like sneak a little extra present in there. But Can now you- we just have dedicated present socks. What a fucking creep that Santa Claus. Can you imagine <laughs> being like, these are my nasty ass socks. I'm going to put a candy in it. I'm going to put a little <laughs> little yum yum for, for him. Ugh. I'm going to put an orange that your nasty little hands have to fish out of this gross Victorian <laughs> sock. I hate that. I hate it. Ugh. It's going to be warm because it's over a fire and everything. I'm going to put this warm orange with cloves in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Only Lincoln would, would give us a history lesson on the Christmas tradition of stockings. Wow, that's true. That's impressive. He snuck one in. He almost didn't go teacher mode on this one. <laughs> he really no. He he really does do the t- the teacher thing. <laughs> I try my best. I try my best. Lincoln, thank you for Lincolning. Yeah, I was terrified that we were we were going to go through a full episode without you Lincolning. It was close. It was really close. Um, You're welcome. You're so welcome. uh, We've decided for our Christmas episode that we are going to give ourselves a little treat in our nasty ass little socks. Um, And that treat in our (laughs) socks is the movie The Nice Guys from whenever that movie came out. I want to say 2016. 2016 or 17. Whenever that movie was. Uh, So watch that movie. Is there homework? I don't think so, right? No. There should be. It's winter break. I I feel like this is important (laughs) to mention that we've been... Good little boys all year, so oh. we're, we're rewarding ourselves with a good movie. Oh god, we've been the best little <laughs> yeah. boys. We've been the best. We've been little the best boys. boys. Uh, so yeah, the, the next episode will be us talking about a a good movie and not a terrible movie because we deserve it. And the next, we'll get right back into punishment after that. Well, yeah, it's oh, gonna, yeah. we're going to start a new year. We got to get on the diet. Um, Which I'm just realizing. <laughs> We we can't do the cinematic punishment. So is this the cin- like watching this movie is the cinematic blessing? Oh yeah, of? something like that. You know, we we've got our the cinematic to our little bit at the end, and now we have to change yeah. it for the the new format. Are we even gonna have to find our funny? I guess we'll find out. Tune in next time, whatever that <laughs> Tune is. Tune in next time for something we've never done before. <laughs> Thing that we it, don't still don't know. Be- it could be better than our normal content. It could be even worse. Who knows? It could be markedly worse than our content. I don't, I, <laughs> there's a chance this is the end of the podcast. Uh, thank you for listening to Twinkie Talk. Uh, we have a, a Gmail. <laughs> we have a Gmail, Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, please email us. Please email us or just like. <laughs> like if you email us, you will 100% get on the show. It is a guarantee. It doesn't matter what it is. It could just be, it could be horrible words, horrible, terrible words. It could be fart, fart, fart. 
We would say it out loud. I would say it many times, probably. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, review the show, whatever people say to do. And, uh, yeah, this is it. I have been Brother John, and that is a shit ton of bones. I have been Brother Lincoln. I could crash you from here. <laughs> I've been Brother Preston. Some dads, dads get their kids Legos. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one, Preston. That was great. <laughs>